Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Star Wars Doctrine. I'm here, Logan Schultz, and with me as always is my co-host, Cody Dastrup. How's it going, guys? Today we're going to talk about some of the things we've been talking about on our page, um, which has been just full of exciting news, right? Been a good um, week. Yeah, it's been a great week, honestly. We've been just pumped seeing all the different Star Wars news. I mean, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> no shortage of things to talk about. Um, go ahead and pull it up. And uh, first kind of on the list this week was um, that we wanted to talk about was The Mandalorian. We released, they released the dates obviously oh, yeah. and stuff so we were talking about that and i thought we thought that a lot of the dates were interesting for um when the episodes are going to air it's a lot of people are expecting it to be binge watchable where they could just watch all of them in one sitting for sure i know you were kind of hoping more for that i mean it's probably better that it's not but <laughs> it's always nice to binge watch a series it is fun i agree but i personally i'm excited for the opportunity it'll give us to kind of talk about each episode on this show and stuff like that um but the one interesting piece that we really wanted to focus on was that uh episode eight the last week right release date so episode seven will release on december 18th which is uh two days before the rise of skywalker officially is released i mean technically it'll release on december 19th right midnight um, or whatever about 5 7 p.m depending on your local time so episode seven will air right before um people are basically seeing episode nine in theaters and then instead of the traditional weekly pattern that we have seen for the previous five or six episodes, we will actually have a whole nine-day gap between right. episode seven and episode eight. Yeah, really interesting too, because I think both episode seven and episode eight um, could the dates could be perp- on purpose. I mean, you kind of have to. So, just looking at the episodes, we have the first one releases on Tuesday, the day that Disney Plus does, November twelfth, right. and then we have it jumps to that Friday, November fifteenth. But then we basically see that. Every Friday. Every Friday, which is a good, you know, every Friday to see the Mandalorian episodes. But then right before, we have December si- or December 13th, which is the last weekly episode. Then and, then, five. and then it's a five-day to get us to have us see December 18th um, episode for episode seven, and then a nine-day for episode eight. Now, I am sure there's some sort of, hey, let's not make it the same day oh, right, as Rise sure. of Skywalker, right? Because that would be the 20th. So I'm sure there's something in that regards too, but it does make you wonder, is there's going to be something in episode seven that if you watch, maybe we'll be an Easter egg in episode nine. Right. I'm knowing Disney, there's Easter eggs just abundantly. I mean, yeah. Star Wars and Disney have been doing that for their entire careers. One thing basically. they've been good at for sure. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind is that there is maybe something that's going to be in episode nine or maybe episode eight will deal with something that is resolved in episode nine. That's the other thing, right? Is what if there's something in episode eight that they don't necessarily want us to see until after we have seen episode nine, right? So they want to make sure that they release in. Just thinking that sounds really weird. We have to see episode nine before we see episode eight. (laughs) Yeah. Two different series. Yeah. So the rise of Skywalker, maybe we'll have a thing. Um, there's a lot of questions we have race parentage, um, Ray's origin in general, where she was before she was left on Jakku, Kylo, where the the resistance point. I mean, there's lots of things that it could be. It could be something yeah. complete, a just total small detail that's in the Rise of Skywalker that is then talked about more in Episode Eight because it does come before the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I, and I hope so. I hope there's a little overlap. It doesn't have to be any big plot point or anything, but it'd just be kind of fun. Right. I mean, I don't want I want the Mandalorian to be very much about the Mandalorian, right? For sure. But it's. Star Wars has always been connected, and that is what I want Star Wars to be, a connected story. 
Um, so next up on the list is something kind of interesting. We broke almost right after we had done our trailer breakdown. Right. Um, the news is that the planet scene in the footage for the Rise of Skywalker that we've seen so far between the couple trailers that has the Death Star wreckage on it has been named. Right. And obviously we in our podcast we're speculating it's probably Endor. And, right. But they have named it the Ocean Moon Kef Burr. And that's that's officially di- that's officially from yeah, Disney, from Disney, um, not just a leak or anything. So, and it's because it's getting added to the Star Tours ride in in Disneyland. So, that's why they leaked that news, not leaked, uh, shared. put forth, shared <laughs> that news, um, for sure. So that's kind think? of that's interesting. And I know we've been talking a lot about um, Endor, as it's called, is a forest moon. It itself is also a moon of a bigger, larger planet. Sure. Um, and. In the Star Wars universe, I mean, other planets, even in our universe, it's pretty common you see a planet have several moons. So this is another moon. Is it an, the ocean moon of this planet, the ocean moon of Endor? It, maybe Endor just has a, a, a moon for every kind of climate. Yeah, it's you got get a desert moon, mountain moon. Maybe it's got a fire moon, lava moon, <laughs> like a Mustafar type of moon. That'd be interesting, yeah. So, I mean, we haven't officially had it confirmed that this is a, a moon of Endor, right. but that's kind of what you're thinking. Yeah, I think that's the most likely, especially just with this being confirmed that it is a Disney, that it, son of a gun, that this is the Death Star 2 wreckage, right? Right. Yes. So that's another interesting point. Um, various comments from you guys on like, well, this should be on the forest moon of Endor. Um, I'm going to be honest, I do agree with that but apparently we're not getting that. So the only likely explanation in my head that makes sense is that this has to be another moon that was close to the wreckage. Because right. if not, I, I would be annoyed, I guess, bothered if they want us to think that the Death Star stuff just happened to float to some other random planet way, way far away. Right. We had another, we had a comment on this that was saying, uh, it was Padawan of Christ, uh-huh. um, commented saying that, you know, there were, remains of the Death Star would have been launched really far. Okay. Um, so that would make sense. It wouldn't necessarily need to fall just down on the planet, right. on the moon it was over, but I still think what you're saying makes sense, that it would have to be in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. Not that not that Star Wars has been overly concerned with science itself anyways. True, but there's still always been a fair amount of like but sensibility it would be nice to that it, if right? it logically, like just looking at it, you're like, okay, I could see that. Like, right. That's all I need. And then it was interesting, we have been talking about just that in general that um, that we were kind of disappointed. We were totally disappointed that it wasn't indoor, right? I know. I just don't get why it can't be. That's in my opinion. I, I just, I'm like, why not? Why not indoor? Well, right? Endor has bodies of water. This is obviously a giant body of water, but right. all of the canonized pictures and things of the planet, if you play Battlefront 2, when you're loading into the screen, it shows indoor. there's water. Right. So we know the forest moon has water, so it could have been, Right. I don't know. But we did talk that it was an interesting story building way of, you know, showing, hey, this is Endor, and this is more about the specific region of Star Wars. So that is kind of an interesting. If thing. it's a if it's a moon of Endor, like we think it is, then yeah, at least at the very least, they're tying it into that. Right. If it's not, I'm kind of upset already. Yeah. If it's just a random moon somewhere else, but the fact that it's a moon and not a planet that, seems that makes to it make seem sense. like. So what do you guys think? Make sure you drop us your opinions on whether or not that is another moon by the by Endor, or if it's something else. Yeah, definitely. Um, Moving on to our next point for the last this last week. This post was pretty cool. They released the cover for the new Kylo Ren comic. 
Um, I believe that this is supposed to be like issue number two that, that right. this one will be. But the cover appears to have a Luke Skywalker with a young Ben Solo, and they're totally fighting guys that look exactly like the Knights of Ren. There's almost no question to me that these are the Knights of Ren. I mean, the weaponry we see is very similar to our brief, brief glimpses thus far. Yeah, and that mask, the guy over on the, the right. Right. It, the, it looks pretty knife. much the same, right? Right. The only one that kind of stands out is the guy in the very back who's actually holding a lightsaber. Right. Which is really interesting. And I, I mean, <laughs> we haven't seen whether the Knights of Ren actually have a lightsaber or not yet. Which is interesting because I think us, along with many other fans, assumed, oh, Knights of Ren, these are the bad. Uh, these are the other Padawans of Luke Skywalker that Kylo right. was able to turn. So they're obviously Jedis. And then throughout the years, we've kind of seen, oh, wait none of them are holding lightsabers so maybe they're just this extra group well and then the fact that they're fighting them together shows that the knights of ren have obviously obviously been a group before he called himself kylo ren right so the knights of ren were not named after kylo ren it would actually looks appears like it'd be vice versa that kylo ren took on the name ren as the leader of the knights of Ren. right so they're not named after him i I just assumed it was that way they were named after him for sure they picked a leader they picked a leader and then they you know inherited his name Apparently, they were an organization long before that. Yeah, I'm curious. How long before um, the events of The Force Awakens do you think this movie or this comic will take place? I mean, Kylo looks pretty young. I would say he's, what would you say? He's 13, 14, 15 in that? Maybe 16? Do you think he's around that age or do you think he's older? I think it's probably, you know, I mean, yeah, late teens or... Mm -hmm. I don't think he's in his 20s. That seems kind of like Yeah, for so. sure. Maybe just five five years or so before mm-hmm. the events of ten, The Force say. Awakens. That would be interesting that the Knights of Ren have been a force around Kylo's life for this long. Well, and then the interesting thing is that this issue obviously comes out after The Rise of Skywalker. Right. So another thing that could potentially, or hopefully, makes a lot more sense after watching The Rise of Skywalker. Right. And then, obviously, they wouldn't release this before if there's any spoilers or anything involved in that. But, well, the other thing, too, real quick I wanted to mention is that the guy with the lightsaber, Mm -hmm. um, from all the concept art and things that we've seen of the Knights of Ren, he's the one that really looks different to me. Right. Do you think there's any chance that that's Snoke? I don't know. I mean, just looking at this guy, if you try and get as close as you can to him, he looks different. And part of me wonders is... Does Kylo kill him and become the new leader? Is Perhaps this the original the leader? Yeah, and is his name Kylo Ren already, or is his name just is? Does he have a different name to be the knight of the leader of the Knights of Ren? Maybe he's Bob Ren or whatever, yeah. You know, like I <laughs> hope it's not Bob Ren, but it's possible. <laughs> no, that's actually a good point that you bring up. Maybe uh, Kylo takes over by killing him, and maybe only the leader carries a lightsaber. Maybe that's how they kind of mm-hmm. work because he's the only one with a lightsaber. So he was the leader before Kyle. I like that. That's a good theory. And I, I do think like that would work. <laughs> I do. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. And I've just been loving, honestly, how well the comics have been intertwined mm-hmm. into the TV shows and the movies thus far. The comics have been one of the brightest parts of Lucasfilms or as of late. I right. I'm, and I think kind of regardless of anyone's opinions on, the comics being, or sorry, on Disney buying Lucasfilm and the things that they have put out, I've seen very, very, very little negative response to the comics because the comics have been just supremely well done. For sure, for sure. Uh, moving on to some Obi-Wan news. Pretty exciting stuff here. 
Right. Um, this came via an interview with Ewan McGregor, who was um, beyond excited to be talking about uh, about his role. Right. The um, the thing that he said that I thought was super interesting is when someone asked him, like, you know, now that you can finally talk about it, how does it feel? He says it's a effing massive relief because for four years I've been having to lie to people about it. So that's just amazing that he has known for so long. Um, this put him before actually uh, the events of before Force Awakens the Force came Awakens out. came out. So he's known yeah. since before any of us saw a Star Wars since Revenge of the Sith. And that blows my mind and also makes sense at the same time if right. you buy into that they were maybe originally making this a Star Wars story, a movie. Right. Um, but the fact that he's kept it a secret because how many stories have broken where just every time he does a new movie, people ask him, hey, are you going to ever be Obi-Wan again? Right. So, I mean, in and the last couple it. of years, he's done some pretty big movies. I mean, he's had, the, okay, the Winnie the Pooh movie, the Christopher Robin movie wasn't yeah. maybe ever a huge movie, but that was a pretty well- He was in the spotlight. He right. was in the spotlight for that movie. He's in the Doctor Sleep movie, the Stephen King novel. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's- not small roles that he's kind of been maintaining throughout the years where it would have been really easy for him to be like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm going to be Obi-Wan again soon. Right. So that's, that's Props cool. Props to him. <laughs> Good job. I wouldn't have you been fool, able to, you fooled us all for four years. Well, he really did. Cause he always has said, he was always cool about it. He's always like, you know, I would, I would like to, but uh, you know, that's about it. That's all we got. So right. Good and for I, him. I remember everyone was always like, Oh, he wants to do it. He wants to do it. Come on, Disney, do it. But they had already talked to him about it four years ago. Well, you know, like Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilms seeing everyone go, hey, he wants to do it. Make it happen. You know, they're going, we are just chill. Just be patient. You know, don't worry. You know, like kind of like, or maybe that was just reassurance to them that, hey, this is this is the right the path. right direction. Um, Let's see. I could be able to read it here. So one of the quotes here that um, that he does, he gives us a couple of fun golden nuggets about how the story's going to go. This is what he says. He says, the storyline sits between episode three and four, so I think we already knew that. Hopefully. Um, the last time we saw Obi-Wan in the role, the Jedi Order was falling apart. Uh, it'll be interesting to take a character we know in a way and show him, well, his arc will be quite interesting, I think. Dealing with the fact that all the Jedi were slaughtered with the end of episode three, it's quite something to get over. Right. I think that's something that's going to be really interesting to see. I know something we had talked about and really wanted was for the... Obi-Wan TV show to really deal with the fact that Obi-Wan probably has like some PTSD right that he you know has these nightmares maybe like Anakin where he wakes up seeing the events of him and Anakin fighting he has these thoughts of watching his comrades he has a he's literally seen a video clip of his best friend killing other people he knew in his life yeah and now that friend is running around still killing people like there's there's a lot of issues that Obi-Wan has that would be so interesting to see during this time you know he has in the makes me feel that maybe with talking about that is something for Obi-Wan to get over that we might start to see Obi-Wan really struggle with who he is and where he is. Yeah. And one of the things that would make sense to me about that is there is a pretty big age gap between how we see him at the end of episode three and how we see him when we come to see him in episode four. Obviously that's because it's two different actors. We we didn't know how the prequels were going to go when the originals were made, but that's a really cool way to explain, Hey, look, this is why he aged. He's been on a hot planet. He's been having, stress, um, nightmares, dealing with everything that he went through. You know, he is a Jedi, but he's human. You know, he's, right. 
he's got feelings. This stuff shook him up, you know. He's not sure if he'll ever see Yoda again. He's not sure if the Jedi will ever, you know, and he knows he finds out. One thing I hope we get to see on screen, him finding out that Anakin survived and is a machine and a killing machine and just feeling like he failed. You know, I want to see how he how deals he with to, that, the therapy side of that, right? Like, does he have these therapy sessions? Does he lay on a couch and Qui-Gon just talks to him? <laughs> well, no, that's, that's another good point. I really hope there is Qui-Gon speaking to him in this, and, and that's a very good possibility. You know, talking to Qui-Gon, I failed you. Like, you know, I want to hear that. I want to see the pain that we got to see at the end of episode three. Right. And to see him learn how to get over that and move forward and focus on Luke and how he can help. Right. It would be interesting to see. I mean, he kind of had to cut himself off with besides a few. I mean, the comics give us a little bit of information and there's mm-hmm. been some information that's been published in the past that is now kind of uncanonized. Right. Legend stuff. Um, but, you know, just how he's going to deal with stuff. There's going to be some cool scenes where he's still playing maybe a hero where he's helping out, saving Luke's life, etc. And then there's going to be some times where his life sucks. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to have that balance because I don't want it to be a depressing TV show, but at the same point, I don't want them to make Obi-Wan not have these hard experiences. Definitely. Um, so he goes on and he also confirms that the series was going to be six episodes right. and that they will be one hour each. Um, that's awesome because right. if we got a Kenobi movie, the max we're getting is two and a half hours, mm-hmm. right? Rise of Skywalker is 235 and that's the longest Star Wars film yet. So this is like almost triple that. Right. <laughs> so I can't complain about that. That's that's awesome. It'll be able to get more screen time with him and really develop him. Right. It's probably not going to get renewed for a second season. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> but I think it, that's just six episodes limited. That's end of story. But we'll be excited to talk about those when they air. I mean... And for, as more details come. Just as more details, we'll keep updating everyone. But I mean, we'll be sitting down and watching all of them Every time, I'm sure they're going to drop the same way the Mandalorian does, um, you know, with just... Maybe one at a time again. One at a time. And like we're going to do with the Mandalorian, we're going to be sitting down and watching those and doing a breakdown every week. So make sure you join us for our Mandalorian breakdowns that will start happening, well, I guess pretty much two weeks from now. My so. goodness, this is coming up. I'm so excited. Um, the last and final point here that I just wanted to throw in there is kind of icing on the cake was that sure. McGregor said, I want to get closer and closer to how Obi-Wan felt while Alec, Alec Guinness was playing him. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm grayer and nearer him in age, so it'll be easier <laughs> to do that. Um, the respect that Ewan has always given to Alec Guinness is really cool. For sure. That's always been so nice that he's always, I mean, they both are very iconic people to play such an iconic character. Mm-hmm. And they both, um, have their own definitely like there's the Alec Guinness Obi-Wan and the Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan I think the fans respect both and that's cool to sure. see that Ewan doesn't like kind of put himself above Alec Guinness's character and I think that's one of the reasons it's so believable that hey this these guys are two different actors but they're both Obi-Wan right because he respects them and he models it modeled himself after him a little bit and it, it really flows for sure so I'm not worried about the flow at all I think he'll do a great job with that totally agree and just excited to see I guess, what is the one thing you're most excited to see for the Obi-Wan TV show? Um, I do really want to see Qui-Gon back. Okay. That's got to be the number one thing. And the reason is, is because we know through canon stuff, a certain point of view novel, a couple other things that eventually, after we see him in the Clone Wars where he can only project himself as a voice, right? it's canon now that he figures out eventually 
trains and learns how to appear as a force ghost. So there's a real there is a good shot that we might get Liam Neeson as Qui Gon as a force ghost. I for really sure. am excited and hoping for that. That's that's an amazing point. I'd love to see Qui Gon as like a small character, just kind of helping Obi Wan throughout the entire series. Yeah, be there to help him through the stuff he's going through. Be there as a guide to mm-hmm. let him know what he's supposed to be doing in this kind of time where he's lost. Probably feels like he doesn't have a place. So, mm-hmm. what about you? For me, it would be something we've always talked about is just obi-wan finding out that anakin is alive because he does know his name was darth vader but just knowing that hey um i didn't kill him he didn't die on that planet and just that'd be so interesting to see how they're gonna do it because obviously this will take place a little bit after episode three but you know is he he watching tvs sitting at home or what happens and how is he gonna react is he gonna freak out does he want to go after him or will he just be like depressed and i just think there could be so many neat ways that they show that and just that'd be an interesting thing to see, you know? How does he know? Definitely. the Well, like in the Legends novel, we knew that he was at the cantina, I believe. And then sure. he hears them talking over the radio and about Darth Vader doing this and this. And he's like, wait, what? And like talking about how Darth Vader's alive pretty much. And that's how he finds out. He goes to Tatooine, gives Luke off to uh, Owen and Baru, and... Mm-hmm. Still thinks that Vader's dead. Right. He, thinks he, he, killed he killed Anakin. His, he thought he killed Anakin, and now he has to, like, he's just sitting in a bar. Yeah. So I liked the way the Legends novel did it, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to them doing something similar. For sure. But there's obviously that's Legends now. The sky's the limit. But they that is a must include. I agree with you. All right. Well, let us know what you want to see the most in the Obi-Wan series or any thoughts on the Kylo Ren um, comics. Yep. Um, just for always make sure to like and subscribe our videos to our videos and our pages and as always may the force be with you